0: What is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Treece coming to you to review week three of the NFL season. A lot of great games. A lot of great matchups happened this weekend. Uh, Several MVP-type performances that we saw Sunday and Monday night. We'll be sure to dig into those games, um, as well as some big key matchups that really caught the attention of Treece and I. And that's, like I said, the Rams and the Bills, the Steelers and the Texans, and then the Saints and the Packers. Justin Treese, your Jacksonville Jaguars played on Thursday night. They played the Miami Dolphins. If I do recall, sir, you said a couple weeks ago Jacksonville's beating the Dolphins. Like it's just gonna happen. And I was believe I believe was your exact words. Please let me and everyone <laughs> listening know what happened.
1: Yeah. I 100% did say that. Um Let's just skip over the whole fact that I also said they were going to be at the Colts week one, and you called me, don't be an idiot, I think is your oh, exact words. Oh, I did not words, say like that. that. You're making
0: that
1: <laughs> up. Um, so, yeah, it was a very rough game. So, during preseason, we did our first five games, and I did have the Jags going two and three, this being one of them, and me saying, it's the, it's the Bengals game when everything falls off the rails. And now... I also, one, still think that that's going to happen. They're going to lose this game as well. But maybe they just win the ban- they win the Bengals game, and then they're still 2-3, and three and <coughs> my prediction of the first five stays true. But overall, it was rough, right? So they didn't have Brandon Linder, starting center, best center, um, one of the best centers in the league. DJ Chart gets rolled out like an hour and a half before the game. That's I rough. I forgot to take
0: him off my fantasy team. He'd love to see it.
1: Yep, that's your own fault for having too many fantasy leagues. And um, so the biggest thing for me is, well, one, Chris Conley cost them that game. Oh, my goodness. He he ruined, single-handedly ruined three drives. Opening drive, they're on the 50-yard line. Third and six, second and six, I can't remember. They throw it. He drops it. Fun. That's awesome. Wide open pass. And then... Later on in the second quarter, after they went down and scored, and it was still a one-score game, Minshew throws it deep. Wide, not wide open, but he he comes back. Defender doesn't, so he has an easy way of just catching it and falling it to, to the ground after, like, a 50-yard gain. Drops that, lets that go through his hand. Then third quarter, okay, still one score. You got it, or actually, I think it was two score at that point. You have a chance to go down and score to make it one score, and... He gets a first down, but then gets called for offensive pass interference. And you ruin three drives like that with a team that doesn't have amazing game-changing athletes on the field without DJ Chark there. Like, you're just not going to win. So that sucked. That was a really rough go at it. Defense really showed what I thought all season or off-season. Like, they're just not able to stop anybody. Uh I still like what they're doing from the defensive end side. The cornerbacks just played like shit. They re- they played really bad. Henderson was playing soft. Turned in just wasn't getting his head around. They desperately need safety help. Um, overall, the linebackers played well, so that was always nice to see. But, I mean, it was just a t- tough go at it. You can't you can't have three drives ruined by one player and expect to even have a chance to winning. But, that's kind of where it goes. Um, there was some very horseshit calls as well, so that kind of sucks.
0: Yeah, I went back, so I didn't really get to watch the game Thursday night. I tried to, but I, my younger sister's volleyball game uh, was in town, so I decided to go watch her play. And then, of course, Thursday night is nights we go out to the bars. So I tried to keep an eye on the game as best as I could. But you know, when you start pumping in some liquor, it, things get a little blurry. Night kind of moves on a little faster. But I went back and looked. Kind of watched the highlight of it. I was like, man, Ryan Fitzpatrick just kind of took over this game. I think he had less than five incompletions, two touchdowns, and I believe he had a rushing one as well. And it was just, yep. you know, I don't mean to sit here and like try and just crap on the Jacksonville Jaguars, but it just looked like they didn't show up to play. And maybe a part of that's the short week, but from what I saw and what I watched, it was just kind of like, dang, I don't even know if I should mess these trees right now. Yeah, I mean, it was rough. It was a rough go at it. I mean,
1: young team, I mean, that's going to happen sometimes as well. But it was more self-induced than anything, I think. I, It is what it is. Like, it's going to happen. So, um, before we move on, can we get into some tree savia? Because I do have that today.
0: Uh Yeah, duh.
1: Okay. You got a pen and paper? Of course I do. All right. Okay. Player A, player B comparison. I want you to guess who these players are. You got it. Player A, born in 1989, represented. Okay. okay. He has one SEC championship in his career in college. He has one BCS national championship in college. He has one Heisman trophy.
0: Okay.
1: He has... He was drafted in 2011 in the first round. Okay. He has three Pro Bowl appearances. Okay. And he has 61 rushing touchdowns in the NFL.
0: Was this player drafted number one in the NFL? No. So it's not Cam Newton? He, no, he just in the first round. Oh shit okay
1: okay player two born in 1989 as well okay also won sec championship also and then he has two bcs national championships okay has has one heisman trophy was also a 2011 first round pick also has three pro bowl appearances And he has 62 rushing touchdowns in the NFL. 62? Yep. So the difference from all of this is one has two. So player B has two national championships while player one only has one. And then has one more rushing touchdown in the
0: NFL. Okay. So trying to make sure I have this down correctly. Because I do not have pen and paper. I have my laptop and notes um, as I'm in the mic'd up office today. So within this, they were drafted in 2011. Yes. First rounders. Both have three Pro Bowl appearances in 61 and 62 rushing touchdowns in the NFL.
1: Correct.
0: They were both drafted in 2011. is and they weren't the number 1 pick.
1: The first one wasn't.
0: So the second one's Cam Newton. The second one is Cam Newton. Okay. Derrick Henry.
1: No, he was a second round
0: pick and not Damn. in 2011. <laughs> not the first one. <laughs> uh who else is drafted in that? Is this a quarterback or is it gonna be a running back?
1: It's a running back. I'll tell you, you are very close Trent Richardson. with Derrick Henry. Nope. Very close still.
0: Mark Ingram. There you go. Wow. Mark Ingram. Wow. Mark Ingram. I was has, hoping you
1: wouldn't get Cam Newton. Huh? I was hoping you wouldn't get the Cam Newton one. I thought the Mark Ingram would, would actually so be a little bit easier.
0: I don't know why it just kind of started clicking where it's just like, all right, who's older? Who's an is, uh, excuse me. Wait. The second one's Cam Newton? Correct. He won two national championships? One with Florida, one with oh Auburn. Oh my gosh, that's right. You sly dog. <coughs> You sly dog, you. <laughs> yeah, so if you wouldn't have told me not the first one, because, yeah, I completely forgot that he won one with Florida. His freshman year, right? Correct. Before he got kicked out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hate to see it. Man, what Florida could have been if that wouldn't have happened? Because they were just rolling. They were. I can't wait for that ESPN 30 for 30 to come out one day. For it's sure. going to be so it's gonna good. It's going to be awesome. But, damn, that's that's impressive with this. Yeah, so similar. Just one plays a quarterback position, one plays a running <laughs> yeah. back position. Big trust. <laughs> These nuts. Baltimore Ravens. Suck up on that, boys. We'll get into that later. Yeah,
1: we'll get into that in a bit. So, All right, so let's get into before we – I know we already broke down the Jags game, but let's do some injury updates from this week, and then we'll do our betting updates, and then we'll dive into our three games. So some key injuries happened again Hate to see him, but here are some huge names that got hurt this week. Dallas Goddard, broken ankle. Huge loss for the Eagles. You got Deshaun Jackson out. Huge loss for the Eagles with a hamstring. Chris Carson, leg injury. We'll get into that because I know you have a lot to say there. Um, Deontay Johnson got a concussion in the second quarter, did not return. Chris Godwin, hurt his hamstring, did not return to the game, and has already been basically ruled out for next week. Mike Williams, hurt uh right before halftime I believe uh hamstring injury John Brown calf I do think he actually returned to the game but I don't remember for sure on John, on John Brown uh Russell Gage head injury Jordan Reed knee injury already ruled out for 6 to 8 weeks on that one uh Tariq Cohen torn ACL huge mm-hmm. hit that one looked brutal and then Michael Pittman Jr ankle injury Already reported to have surgery and is going to be out for multiple
0: weeks. Holy cow. So that one I missed. For the Indianapolis yeah. Colts? Yep. Damn. Dang, that sucks, dude. Because he was not, I mean, he wasn't having a great year, but, you know, he was involved in the offense a little bit. Uh, I do have... <laughs> yeah, he was the number three. Yeah, I do have quite a bit to say about the Chris Carson injury. Uh, Tariq Cohen going down, though, that's going to be a, a pretty big hit for that Bears offense. Because... Whether you like him or not, he has been involved. He has been a part of it, uh, and they—I wouldn't say they run through him, but he's a part of the passing and the run game. He is—I mean—he's a true gadget player for the Chicago Bears. So to lose him and then move on from the Mitchell Trubisky area, uh, it's going be, to be—you hate to—you just—you hate to see it as a Bears fan. You truly do. Now, go. I'm sorry. Um, so I was
1: watching Sunday with Taylor. You know uh-huh. Taylor, the guy that we we made a Bears fan. Well, he chose. Yeah. We were trying to lean him towards being a Bills fan. Shoulda, woulda, coulda on that one, uh, there Taylor. But um, so he did choose the Bears when we did a breakdown of like why you should be fans of certain teams. And I'll tell you what, the moment he saw Nick Foles put on a helmet, he was a <laughs> He was so pumped. Really?
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Did he take the visor off? Yes, after the first series. Why? That looks so badass.
1: It did, but, I mean, he probably was like, mm, shit, I can't see shit. <laughs> like, you We're know, about to put Mitchell so. back in this
0: game. Let me earn this check. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Um, so, sorry, do you have anything else to say about that before we move on?
0: Uh, just the Chris Carson injury. I mean, Tristan Hill, <clears throat> dude, what are you doing, man? Like, that's just for the Dallas Cowboys, number 72. Like, what? I mean, why are you purposely trying to hurt another player in the NFL? And I saw a former player, I think it was Jeff Schwartz, tweet it, and he was like, hey, there's kind of like a code in the NFL. Other offensive linemen are going to see this, and this dude's going to have it coming for him the next couple weeks. Because you don't just see that and forget about it. Like, that dude has put – or, yeah, he put a target on his back ultimately of, like, you're going to try and hurt another person in the NFL. This is what you're gonna try and do. This is your mindset. We ain't having it. And you shouldn't. And I think the NFL should find him or should find him a ton of money. And honestly, I would love to see him suspended. Because later, like a couple plays later, in that same drive, same game, of course, he has a head-to-head cont or hit with Russell Wilson. A late hit, too. And it's just like, why? Like, what does this help? Like, what does this do? Like, it just doesn't it doesn't make the game any better. It sucks. It, that's not being competitive. That's not the way the game should be played. It was just it was very very frustrating to watch that take place um, and unfold. So I'm not as upset that the Cowboys lost because if that's the mindset for that defensive line, you kind of deserve it. Ultimately, is the way I look at it.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it was dirty. I'm I'm totally with you on that one. Moving on to our prop bets, or I mean, just our bets in general. So, good week for you on player prop bets. You did take the lead on me by one, thanks to Devontae Adams not playing. I took that risk, and it backfired on me dramatically. So, you are now 11 and 6, while I am 10 and 7. And if you remember,
0: I switched mine at the end. I was like, nope, yep, going under.
1: Yeah. So, good for you. Um, I hate being down. By one on you on that, so I got to make a huge comeback this I mean, week. I'm just
0: too smart, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of smart, let's go to the spread record. So very rough week for you, my friend. How uh, You are now, which is still a very good week or good record. You are 27, 19, and two. Like overall, that's still good. Uh, but I did beat you pretty good, and now I'm 30, 16, and two. So I got you by three games right now.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not happy with listening to your Jaguars take because I wanted to take the Dolphins, and I didn't. I mean, you should have just listened to my amazing take on the Patriots-Raiders
1: game and the Niners-Giants game and the Cowboys-Seahawks game. Like, You should have just listened to me on those ones. Uh And why you had your faith in the Washington football team over the Browns
0: beyond me. I was just believing too much in that week one hype, you know. It just came back to bite me right in the ass, ultimately. 100%.
1: 100%. (laughs) But overall, like, we're still close. and Let's just see how it plays out. The next couple weeks will be interesting to see if anybody takes a giant giant lead. Um, Moving on. Let's just dive right into heart of the episode, as you like to call it. And we're going to start off with the Bills versus Rams game. Uh, This one hurt (sighs) because... One, because I don't think the should, Rams should have lost this game. But two, I kind of went all in during our breakdown last week of saying there was no doubt in my mind the Rams were going to win that game. So, bad look on my part. But hey, uh, I still think that they... I thought that pass interference call was weak as shit at the end it of the game. It definitely was. And, and Rams deserved to win that game. But with that being said... uh. It was an amazing game to watch. Going back and watching it was a lot of fun. Even though I knew the outcome, I still was a little like stressed out watching it because it was just so much fun when the Rams started coming back. Because I didn't watch it in full on Sunday. Like It was yesterday when I was re-watching it for this where I was like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, Jared Goff just looks comfortable. Uh, went 23 for 32, had over 300 passing yards, a couple touchdowns, did have a pick. Um, Doing hurry-up offense is just right for him, and there was a couple times that they probably should have kept going on drives, but the offensive line just wasn't ready for the hurry-up, and they allowed a couple sacks, so that was a huge thing for the Rams. Even though their offensive line is much improved from last year, still kind of a weakness there. Uh, Daryl Henderson, holy cow, these guys have... This is why they got rid of Gurley because right? they have him, they have Brown, they have uh, Acres when he comes back from the rib injury. Like they have three just monsters, and I and it's like I almost feel like they run like two formations all game, but it's the bunch set with the three wide receivers to the right that I just love. Where you got Cooper on the um, up front on the line, and then you have like Reynolds and Woods right behind him, and just. Woods feels like he's open every single play for seven yards. Like if they wanted to, I feel like they could just throw it to him every single time. So um, that's a lot of fun to watch there. Going to the Bills side, Josh Allen, obviously everybody's just having man crushes over him. Let's not forget, you all heard it here first saying that uh, he was a good bet to put some money on for Uh, the MVP just because of his odds, like not saying that he was going to win it. We did not say that for the record. We did not say Josh Allen is winning it. We said, this is a good bet to make because you can make a ton of money. And we specifically said how good his first like six weeks of the season were that he might get momentum and keep going. Uh, So he did great. No Zach Moss. So it was kind of the Devin Singletary show and he did all right. 13 carries, 70 yards. So, I mean, I mean, that's kind of what you get from him Cole Beasley dude that dude's just like he's just tough as Yes, he really is and I didn't think that bringing Stefan Diggs was going to change this offense as much as it did and that's on me like I just didn't think that like I thought it was going to be a good fit for him and he was going to make the team better but I didn't think it was going to like change this offense yeah and it clearly has.
0: And that's, you know, was something I was very excited for when they made the trade. And I don't know if we <clears> if we had it on recording, you know, if we discussed it on the podcast or uh, it was off air, but it was like, hey, this guy is exactly what Josh Allen needs. And it's spread the offense open, you know, even with John Brown being included. And then you throw in Cole Beasley as well. It's like Josh Allen has all these targets. And he looks so much more confident and he looks so much more comfortable in his game that it, it makes you excited to watch him ball out. You know, dude gets a face mask penalty in the game because he is trying to keep the defense away. He grabs a Rams defensive lineman by the face masks, sheds the sack, and then somehow throws the ball. And I believe it was completed, if I remember correctly. And it was like, oh my gosh pretty cool (laughs) like this kid is just he's playing on another level right now and you just can't help but be happy for him because so many people have knocked him being the quarterback like oh he's not very accurate he's not very good yeah he may struggle with that a little bit but the dude is balling out right now and i'm loving watching the bills play defensively it's hard to you know it's hard to beat or cover this rams team which is just so Well designed, and Sean McVay is a schematic genius in getting his guys open, you know, and calling the right plays. And I think that's something that he's really grown with as well this year. You know, I mentioned Josh Allen being a lot more comfortable and confident. We've said the same thing about Jared Goff, and that showed this week. Like it was a fun quarterback matchup to watch. Back to the Bills' offensive line, though, you can't shut out Aaron Donald, you can't avoid him from making any plays. But they found a way to kind of neutralize them in a way. And it was nice to see the Bills have that type of development for their offensive line and know that Josh Allen was, you know, has the capability of escaping and making plays happen. But at the same time, it's hey, if I gotta stand here in the pocket, I can trust these guys. And that's great. And then the Rams, you are a blown call away from winning that game. And being down twenty eight to three at half and coming in, Jared Goff had a massive second half. A lot to be excited for if you're a Rams fan, you know, and that's something that we've discussed the last couple of weeks as well, trees, but this is a great time. And you mentioned all the weapons that they have, so I'm not going to reiterate that, but there's just, there's so much that they can go to Robert Woods. Love the fact that you advised me to pick him up in fantasy. Dude's been automatic. And then Cooper cup getting that massive contract. They both do. It's great. You didn't see as big of a week from Higby, but Knowing that that option is still there for the Rams offense is great. So both of these teams, just expect them to continue to play this type of way week in and week out.
1: Yeah, I think what I love most about what you just said was talking about Aaron Donald, about how they neutralized him, uh, which I agree with for the record. But neutralizing Aaron Donald is still letting him have... Three tackles for loss, two sacks, and six tackles and a fumble recovery. It's about the only thing. (laughs) That's neutralizing (laughs) Yeah. That's neutralizing the best defensive player in the NFL.
0: You come out with a W. That's all you can ask for, pretty much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. For sure. All right, moving on. Steelers, Texans. I went first, so I'm gonna let you take it away.
0: Yeah, Steelers, Texans. Uh hello, big Ben, and welcome back, Mister. Two first names, James Conner. That dude was running hard all game, and you love to see it. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster, this dude's going to have a great year. At one point, he had a walk-in touchdown. He literally probably could have walked from the five-yard line straight into the end zone, and Justin Reed still wouldn't have got to him. Like, There's just so many busted coverages for the Texans that you sit there and ask yourself, what's going on? How are you guys just so off-paced with one another that you literally can't stop anybody? And it's the same thing you saw the week before against the Ravens. It's just those mental breakdown and errors that allow a team to get the lead on you. Uh, Big Ben is looking great. I'm loving it. And that defense is just getting constant pressure. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I do wonder how warm that seat is getting for Bill O'Brien. That's something I've been asking for the last couple years. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I believe honestly, I still believe this is that he's just the one helping Bill O'Brien keep that job. Because at some point, kind of like what we've saw with Doc Rivers and the and the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, at some point you just got to sit there and look at yourself in the mirror and go, "This isn't working." You know, and I don't mean to bring in a basketball analogy or basketball example, but. A good coach, good team, it's just not happening. Let's bring in something new. Let's see what we can do differently and make it happen. But I feel awful for Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans because their defensive line can get pressure at time and they can be good. And the offense, I'm not going to say they have great weapons, but they have the ability to spread the ball around and make things happen. Sean Watson doesn't have any times, and it's just not working. Yes, you've played the toughest schedule so far in the NFL – But within those games, you're shooting yourselves in the foot more times than not. Agreed. So a few things from my
1: side. One, remember how I said James Conner's pretty good, and that's why they didn't want Leonard Fournette. Uh, You left week one with an injury. Week two, 149 yards and a touchdown. Week two, or sorry, that was week three. Week two, 121 yards and a touchdown. So I, I mean, the guy's doing pretty good. So he's he's a baller and he's a perfect fit for this offense. Uh, yes, Juju's really good, and I think he did walk in from the, about the five <laughs> to ten yard line. Like that was just ridiculous. So the biggest things I saw were Texans defensive line. Yes, can get pressure on passing downs at times, but man, they it's clear they go for the sack and don't care about their lanes. Mm-hmm. Because teams are running it down their throat all three weeks. And given, yes, they have played the Chiefs, they have played the Ravens, and they have played the Steelers. Three very good offenses. But, wonder what? You're not slowing anybody down. You're one of the worst in the league. And that's just it. Uh, TJ Watt for the Steelers defense makes an impact every single play. Every play. Even if it is, you have to double team me so Bud Dupree on the other side or Cameron Hayward gets one-on-one, right? Like, they, he is he is a guy that's probably not going to win a defensive player of the year, and it's because of that type of stuff where he gets double and triple teamed and other players make plays. But he is a huge, huge difference maker. Uh, huge adjustment from the Steelers this game. The first half, they were trying to play a lot of man-to-man, and the one thing you can't do against this Texans offense is play man-to-man, because they're all just shifty-fast little dudes. That's what you get in Fuller, and that's what you get in steals, and that's what you get in Cobb. You can't do that, and you can tell they made the adjustment because they gave up 21 points in the first half, zero in the second half. So, huge adjustment for the Steelers there. And then for the Texans, you already brought up Deshaun Watson, so I'm not going to repeat it because people are going to be like, ah, why you guys just talk about the same thing? Uh... David Johnson, even though his yards per carry weren't good, I thought he looked good overall yeah. playing. Like, I think that he still looks fresh. He still looks good. Again, he I think he averaged, like, two yards. Yeah, he averaged, like, a two yards per carry yesterday or Sunday, which isn't great. But he also was in the passing game averaging over 11 yards per catch, doing a lot of good jobs of trying to protect uh, Watson. So, overall... Uh, I'd be happy if I was a Texans fan with what David Johnson has brought to your team. No, he is not ever going to feel in the shoes of DeAndre Hopkins. He's not. But is he doing a good job, and is he better than what he was at the, with the Cardinals? He is.
0: I mean, I think you're, you're pretty spot on. Let's transition into this last game, though. The New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers. Welcome Aaron Rodgers to the MVP Conversation. Because this dude is bawling out this year. I may have been a year off on the MVP prediction, and that's fine. But this receiving core without Devonte Adams did just pretty like did just fine. Alan Lazard, hello, <laughs> like you kind of came onto the scene last year. This year you're proving you belong, and I love to see it. I like what the Packers are doing. Their defense is physical. Uh, they gave up some big plays with some dump offs because apparently that's all Drew Brees can do right now. Uh, but the running game for the Packers, it's working. You know, whatever the Packers want to do offensively, they have been able to do however they've wanted the first three weeks of the season. And the Saints weren't able to slow that down. And I loved at the beginning of the game, before they started, you you heard it on the broadcast, but going back, it was like, oh, my gosh, he got him this many times. And they discussed how without fans being in the stands and the Saints, they only allowed family and friends in. So – it was for them to test their protocols. They discussed, hey, Aaron Rodgers is able to get a lot of people offsides due to his cadence. And they brought up Cameron Jordan, like, hey, is he going to be able to get to him? The first, I think, pen, like the first or two offside penalties was on Cameron Jordan and the Saints. And Aaron Rodgers is just having a heyday with it. He's just like, man, this is so much fun. We just moved the ball down the field. And you've played in Minnesota, where it's already super loud. And then you played in New Orleans. And we all know that stadium is really loud. And so for you to get to go into those two places and come out with a W, you did smack the Vikings, you played a close game against the Saints, but that's a huge advantage for them at this point in the season. If, you know, later in the year, maybe we get the opportunity of this thing kind of getting under control and taking care of that fans can go back into the stadiums and be a part of the atmosphere of what the NFL is and what we love about it. That'd be great. Now to the Saints, the defense. It's been a okay. It's not as good as what I thought it would be this year. Just to be frank, the offense. Drew Brees. I think you might have been played a year too, like a year too long. Like I feel like you've missed the window with the way you've played so far. Now if you just miraculously find that arm strength again and you start slinging the ball down the field, that's great. Maybe you're not because you don't have Michael Thomas and you don't have as good a connection with the other receivers on the field. Taysom Hill, I'm confused on why why you are on the field as much as you are. We discussed this on Mike up the or excuse me, we discussed this on Mike up the other day, and it was like, hey, he had an opportunity to throw and he completely missed a wide open receiver that could have probably been a touchdown. And then you go back to Drew Brees and it's like, hey, let's just do these dump offs to Alvin Kamara. I'm sure Alvin Kamara loves it. I loved it with him being on my fantasy team. Dude scored a shit ton of points. It's awesome. But it's difficult to watch because you look at Drew Brees and you're like, man, he just doesn't have it anymore. And it's, it's tough to watch, and that's just kind of where I'm at with it. But the Saints, I'm kind of worried on how they're able to progress throughout the year if this is how they're looking right now. And I don't mean to overreact, but it's just kind of where I'm at. All right. I like all those takes.
1: So here's where I'm at. Uh, I don't want to overreact because I want to see this offense with Michael Thomas in it. Mm-hmm. But I will say anybody that took the Saints to make it to the Super Bowl needs to be very, very worried. <laughs> like, this team is not good. I know. It was kind of a shot at you. Um, so... They're just not very good. And you said the defense has been all right. I thought I think the defense has been awful. So I wanted to say that, but I
0: didn't want off. to be harsh because it is only three weeks into the season. But,
1: yeah. Yeah, but they've been bad. Like, they've been really bad. And this team, yeah, you brought up Alan Lazard. Jaguars great, Alan Lazard. If you don't get that, he was on their practice squad and never actually played. Um, so, and then Aaron Jones just ran it down their throat. I just feel like this team... Like is having such a hard time stopping running backs that can catch the ball. Like I just feel like that's the case in these three weeks. The Saints, correct? Yes, the Saints. Yes, and I'm. I mean, they got to be happy that they got to play Tom Brady week one, and not like when he was ready, because that gives them a huge advantage on the division right there. Uh, Because the other teams are clearly out of it, with the Falcons going zero and three, and Carolina being one and two. Like they're out of it, right? You still do have a two and one. Bucks, but again, you have to head-to-head to head on them, so that's huge. Uh, yeah, Breeze looks old at this point, but again, I want to see him once he has Michael Thomas back. I'm way more worried about their defense than I am their offense. I really am. It's it's looked really bad. They're allowing huge plays, and I'm sorry, but going back to the offense now, like you can't rely on... Alvin Kamara making one of the coolest plays I've ever seen on that 52-yard oh. touchdown, literally breaking six tackles. It was one of the most impressive plays I've seen.
0: In the center, and, running down the field to block. Oh, go ahead, big man. Go have yourself yeah. some fun. Let's see that track speed you got there. While it's in slow-mo and you're hauling ass, and Alvin Kamara's like, all right, man, Like, let's kind of pick this up. I see an opening. Oh, you've dove yeah. forward." See you later.
1: Exactly, but like they're relying on that stuff too much. Thirteen catches for Kamara, which is again great. Like he's a great player. You got to get it in his hands and all that stuff. But I just think that that's not sustainable to win to win ball games. And again, they didn't win this game, and they didn't win against the Las Vegas Raiders when he had. Close to that many catches again, I think. He had nine catches in that game for 95 yards. So it's clear that getting Kamara 10 catches a game is not equaling wins. You're 0-2 that way. And it's not strictly just because that offensive style doesn't work. It's because... I think it's more because it's usually more dink and dunk plays, and it makes drives last a long time. But then, like, your defense just allows big plays. And it's like, oh, well... We it just took us six minutes to score, and then an off, our offense that we're facing just scored in like two minutes. So I just think it's a it's going to be a struggle. They need to they need to improve on defense. That's the biggest thing for the Saints.
0: I just kind of feel a little silly saying they're the most complete team in football all off season. It's going to be the last dance for Drew Brees, and they're going to, he's going to ride off into the sunset with the Super Bowl potential Super Bowl win, maybe even an MVP, something he hasn't won yet in his career. think you missed your window bub and you hate to see it this you're gonna hate this but i think a while ago i said this
1: isn't the last dance and he's gonna come back for one more year he's gonna do it he's
0: gonna come back for one more year you think he's already accepted a job with nbc to do notre dame games oh you think that the the yeah,
1: and Jason Witten agreed to all sorts of shit. And look at him playing, playing for the loss You Vegas know what? Raiders. I suck
0: as an announcer. I'm back. Here are the Raiders. Yeah. Just come to Vegas. Shut up.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Um, let's hurry and go over our prop bets. I know we already talked about like the outcome of everything, but just I just want to go over yeah. it real quick. So, Rodgers, 272 yards. We both went the over. And guess what? We were both correct. <laughs> and he had, I think 283. Yep. 283. So up 11, uh, Aaron Jones, 59 rushing yards. We both went over. He had 69 rushing yards. So got that. You obviously won the Adams one. Cause you said under, I said over, he didn't even play. So you got that. I uh, I went over on drew Brees, 281 passing yards. You went under, he had 288. Thank you, Alvin oh, Kamara. I so that's you. awesome there. Uh, Alvin Kamara, rushing yards. We said 58. Guess what? He had 58. (laughs) Bingo. Got it. And then Emmanuel Sanders, you went over 49. I went under saying that Emmanuel Sanders is not good in this offense. And guess what? You got me by a couple yards. I think he had 56 receiving yards on the game. Yeah, 56. So you got me by seven yards there. (laughs) I hate it.
0: Uh. (coughs) Hey uh I'll let I'll tell you what, it feels good to be in the lead. Now we're not gonna go look at the other spread record. Uh I'm still okay with it. I'm only three games down, it's fine. Plenty of time to come back. No worries. Not even worried at all. Forget about it. You look at this player prop bet. (laughs) How about a little round of applause for myself here? Huh? There it is. Might as well. Might as well. There it is. Okay, so let's do a few just round So sorry. Actually,
1: there's two things I want to do. Sorry, one of them's not on the rundown. I've been saying it for years on this podcast. Fuck the Titans, right? Like, that's my go-to motto. If they shut down the NFL because they don't know how to just (laughs) not go anywhere and not get COVID, like, I'm going to lose my mind on the Titans. Just wanted to point that out. I couldn't go an episode without saying that. But now, back to the rundown. We're going to do our shotgun recap of all the other games uh, because I know there's a lot of fans of other teams. They want to hear just a quick recap of things. We're going to give one, maybe two bullet points on every game and... Here we go. So rapid fire. We already did the Jags Dolphins yep. game. We're gonna we're gonna go every other here. So you got the Bears versus Falcons. Uh, go.
0: okay. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky era is over in Chicago. <clears throat> Say hello to Nick Foles. You gotta love it. Matt Ryan in the Atlanta Falcons. My God, you have got to be tired of walking off the football field with a loss. If you're Matt Ryan, you got to be pissed off more than anybody. Do you want me to just keep rolling, or we're going game by game, each of oh. us?
1: Game by game. So I will do the Washington football team versus the Browns. Uh, This is how you win, Browns. You carry the ball about 35 times, and that's how you win games. You let your number one pick, Baker Mayfield— throw it maybe 20 times a game. Ideally, less than that, but you just run it with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's how you win
0: games. That dude throws a three-yard touchdown pass and celebrates like it was a 60-yard bomb. Get the fuck out of here, Baker Mayfield. Uh, Raiders and Patriots, congrats to Bill Belichick. Uh, go ahead and get yourself some sleep. I am sorry for the loss of your mother. That is not something I feel like I would be able to handle well and go coach a football game and game plan against the Las Vegas Raiders. You found a way to do it. Congrats there, Derek Carr. You did lose a team this game, though, because two fumbles in the red zone is not how it is done.
1: It is not. Uh, Vikings versus Titans. Is that the next one here? Yes, sir. Yes. All right. Uh, Dalvin Cook, big game, 181 yards, did have a fumble that honestly probably ended up costing them the game uh kirk cousins couple silly silly interceptions you can't you can't beat the titans by turning the ball over three times and it is weird to see the titans throw for 300 yards when they don't have aj brown and it was raymond that ended up with over 100 yards
0: uh great for the titans continue to play mistake-free football the best way you can you're probably going to win. Let's get to our next one here. I accidentally skipped that game, Trees. My apologies. San Francisco 49ers stay on the East Coast and play the New York Giants. Uh, didn't think you were going to be able to do it, but you did. Brandon Ayuk, welcome to the NFL. Uh, Nick Mullins, not a bad game, kid. Not a bad game. Kyle Shanahan proves that he can win a game or win games without his star players because that's just how good his offense is. If you're the New York Giants, Jesus Christ, figure it out. Yes. Agreed
1: on everything. Bengals versus Eagles. It's a tie. Should we even talk about this game? Carson ah, I guess we'll I guess we'll talk about it. Carson Wentz. Looked really ugly and then looked really good. Doesn't have weapons. Still makes some plays, but then still makes silly mistakes. I don't know with him. I love him, but he just he's all over the map sometimes. Uh Joe Burrow, you're gonna get your first win next week if you play like how you just played. You will beat the Jaguars next week. So, um, Joe Mixon, owners in fantasy, do not panic. The dude is not getting as many yards, but he should have had a couple touchdowns last week, but they decided to throw, and your schedule gets easier, and you're, like, second in the league in rushing attempts. So, do not panic. As I said that, I did trade him today, but do not panic, because he's still going to make some big Well,
0: that is what I needed to hear, because I drafted him in the second round, and Joe Burrow, I am glad you're still alive. 18 quarterback hits and sacked eight times. My God, get him some protection. Uh, Jets and Colts, congrats to Phillip Rivers for destroying this team. Sam Darnold, not looking good, bub, not looking good. Go ahead and lose on Thursday here in a couple nights, and you might just get your coach fired, and maybe you have something to look forward to because this year is just not it.
1: Next. Panthers versus Chargers. Panthers, who we had as the number one overall pick by the end of the year, gets a win, a surprise win against the Chargers. Were the Chargers just too excited that they played the Chiefs so close that they thought they were going to just walk over the Panthers? Kind of feels like that from a defensive side. I know that Chargers only put up 16 points. I didn't think Herbert played that bad. He did, have I believe, had one interception and one fumble. And he didn't play horrible, didn't play great. You have to stick with him moving forward. And honestly, I, I like Herbert because of the way he's throwing the ball down the field. He's not doing the dink and dunk all the Eckler. Like he is throwing it to Hunter Henry. He had seven targets, 50 yards and Keenan Allen, obviously 13 receptions for 130 yards. Fantastic day. Um, If they would have got that hook and ladder, it would have been intense. So I was with my friends, like I said, Taylor, and then Devin, and Devin's a Chargers fan, and we were watching that, and we all just stood up like, yeah, oh. And he was like, that's what the Chargers do to me every week. <laughs> he was just so bummed. But, man, they had that lined up perfectly. They
0: did, and it was Keenan Allen's pitch that was just awful. Like, you can't just it give a, a soft one. This dude, like, threw it backwards like it was a damn hot potato. Just like, get this out of my yeah. hands. Just give a nice little toss. Did you know that they gave – did you know they gave Eckler the fumble and not Keenan Allen? Of course they did. Yeah. Idiots. I hate to see that on fantasy. <laughs> yeah, no joke. fantasy standpoint. Uh, <laughs> I don't have Austin Eckler, so I'm not worried about it. But fantasy points, yeah, that's frustrating. Uh, next one, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Denver against the Broncos. You're playing a beat-up team. This, this year is basically over for the Broncos. They are starting a fresh quarterback on Thursday. It's his first start in the NFL. Good luck to the Broncos, Buccaneers. Wait to win this game. The Broncos, it seemed like they kind of gave themselves an opportunity, but your young, inexperienced team and your best players are out. Don't really give yourself a chance to win, and Tom Brady is back to looking like Tom Brady.
1: Yes. Yes, he was. Uh, Next game, Lions versus Cardinals. Shocker here. Lions come out and get the win Thanks to their number three overall pick that they decided was not good enough to play week number one. Good job, Lions coaching staff. Uh, Look at Jeff Akuta making plays. Week two, he led the team in tackles. Week three, gets a pick. Huge play. We had Clay Mack on earlier this offseason. He trained him. That is why we had him on. That is why Jeff Okuda was the number three overall pick. Kyler Murray, he started making some mistakes. And it was almost like the Lions knew exactly what he was going to do. Three picks, yes. And he was making mistakes. It almost had that feeling. And no, I'm not saying that these two are similar. But it almost felt like defense knew what they were doing. Almost like how teams defended Baker Mayfield last year. Like, we know what he's going to do. He's just going to roll out and then do this. And we're going to pick him off. Like, they they knew exactly what he was doing at all times. The difference is... is murray can play with his legs he'll adjust he's got a lot of good weapons all that so no i'm not comparing them i'm just saying in that scenario it i got that feeling quite a bit uh good for stafford on winning that and it's great to have kenny galladay back
0: boy is it and adrian peterson was a leading rusher for that team like he was the lead back for him crazy to see that yes. cowboy seahawks Ooh, sorry go ahead
1: Sorry, I don't think that Swift had a carry, I don't think
0: he did either. and He,
1: he didn't. He had one catch for 19 yeah, yards. Yeah, it hurts
0: my fantasy team because thugs. I screwed myself trying to go receivers and realized there ain't no fucking running backs left. You love it. Tried to tell love you. Love to see it. Thanks, Trees. Wish I would have listened. Uh, next game, Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks. Whew, yikes. Not good. Uh, Seahawks go up big. I go get dinner. And then I come (laughs) and look at my screen, the Cowboys are winning. Holy shit, what happened? Dak Prescott and some luck is what happened. And then here comes Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. They take the lead. He drops in another freaking dime. I mean, Tyler Lockett had a what? Three or four receiving touchdowns, and then DK had the other one. He should have had two, but a boneheaded play will do that to you. The Seahawks are rolling. Russell Wilson is your MVP right now, and Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, they're really just harding themselves early in games. But Dak Prescott, honestly, and this might just be kind of silly to say, is playing tremendously. He's still making some mistakes, but I am enjoying watching Dak Prescott play football this year.
1: Agree 100%. Correct me where I'm wrong here. MVP goes right now, as of right now, three weeks in. Number one, Russell Wilson. Number two, Josh Allen. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. I'll, Aaron I'll, just, I'll just go is top four. three. And then four Aaron yep. Rodgers. Yeah, I was gonna say that I actually was gonna be like, why well, you know what? Dak's still probably the top five, <laughs> even with being one and yep. two, like with the with what he's doing. So Yep. Okay, cool. Um, and now to the last game. And I know you just went, but I'm gonna let you go again. It's your Kansas City Chiefs with the huge win over the Ravens last night, Monday night football. Take it away, yes. my
0: friends. So last Thursday or Friday on Mike the radio show two to four. Be sure to tune in if you have not. I picked the Ravens to win that game. I woke up Monday morning, and I just had a feeling in my gut like, man, everyone's picking against the Chiefs right now. Everybody is picking against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they have to know about it. Like, they have to know they're the underdog, and why are they? They're coming off a Super Bowl season. They, they dominated week one, and in week two against the Chargers, looked a little sluggish. But that's okay because they come out this week, and they just dominate in every aspect of the game. 97 passing yards from uh, Olamar Jackson. Best quarterback in the league, huh? Best player in the NFL 100. Patrick Mahomes counts to four. He He wasn't counting touchdown throws. He already had five. That was his fifth. He had a rushing one as well. Did you forget about it? They ranked him fourth on the NFL 100. That dude was playing pissed off last night. And he knew people that he admires and respects were counting against him, picking him to lose. It's what you get. And I mean, Eric Biennami and Andy Reid drew up a perfect game plan on offense. Excuse me, Spagnola did perfectly on defense. Willie Gay Jr. was in the mix, someone I've been talking about the last couple weeks like, hey, they need defense. I think at some point he eventually takes that. Joffrey Ben Neiman, who himself had a fumble recovery. And a sack, so when he's in, he's making plays. Tedrick Thompson only played 20 snaps. Guess what? Made the most of it. LeJarius Sneed almost had another interception. Sarverius Ward, if he doesn't have his cast on his hand, he gets an interception first game back from week one after going down with a hand injury. I mean, the Chiefs just dominate on every level, and I know this is only supposed to be one to two minutes or one to two points, but it was awesome getting to watch the Kansas City Chiefs play football, and I can tell you right now, I'm never picking against them again. Never. I can't. I'm not going against Patrick Mahomes because he made me look silly, and I'm just too big of a homer now, and I'm just going to accept it. It is what it is. I love the Kansas City Chiefs. They're good at football, and Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback.
1: There we go, everybody. There's the take. Uh, I mean, I'm not even going to add anything to it, man. Like Ravens played like shit, Chiefs, and it was not because they were – Sure, some of it was self-inflicting, but I, a lot of it wasn't a lot, where it's just the Chiefs were just the better team, and uh, I feel that much better about my Chiefs versus Seahawks Super Bowl uh, prediction here. So, um, And honestly, I feel really good about my Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP. Uh, I know I just said that he's probably third right now, but I think within one to two weeks, we'll probably be saying Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen, and so then it's going to be like, okay, is it Russell Wilson or is it Patrick Mahomes? And I think that... I think that The Seahawks just play a tougher schedule, so I think that Wilson will probably just make a few mistakes that Mahomes isn't. So feeling great about that Uh, huge win for you guys. It was it was fun to watch. Honestly, I stopped watching with about like five minutes left in the game because I was just like, "This shit's over. (laughs) Like it's done. Like (laughs) like they they had no answer." So um, very very impressive outing is all I can say there. Um, But that does it for us. So. Everybody, we will be back tomorrow. And when I say we, I mean Austin Cunningham going solo tomorrow. So he will have my picks. Uh, I have some other obligations I am taking care of the rest of this week. So uh, not going to be around to do that. So you guys get to hear Austin's lovely voice the entire episode tomorrow. So you guys can all enjoy that. And.
0: You got anything else you want to talk about? No, sir. It was a great week of football. Looking forward to this next week. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Tonight
1: we've been talking football.